0: The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career usbp.
1: As a contractor, I choose Hardy Fiber Cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high-quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFidel extremely satisfied. Using Hardy Siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims, too. At James Hardy, we're
2: here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit.
3: Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build. Welcome, welcome to Anime Anonymous. I am CJ. This is Ace.
0: And this is Jess.
3: And we are joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, We are joined by... None other than Jack. How's it going, Jack?
2: It's going great. How are you all doing today?
3: We are doing well. Um, now, anybody who's been listening, I reference Jack and Rick a lot because, uh, one, they are a very one of the inspirations for me doing this podcast, but super helpful whenever I have questions, and I have a lot of them. <laughs> um, so just a quick kind of overview. Tell us about you um, and... Featuring anime
2: podcasts. Uh, well, uh, I am uh, just a general grown-up adult weeb that just happens to love anime and video games. I've never grew out of that phase, and I love love the genre even to this day, no matter how much people have thrown hate on it. Uh, in fact, my wife uh, even thought I was a loser back in the day uh, when she found out I watched anime. And then my uh, counterpart, Rick, who also does a show with me, uh, we've been friends for over 20 years and I actually got him started on anime. So the, the journey for us has been lifelong and enjoyable. And I decided because he had moved back East that we should do a podcast so that way we can still talk about our love of the anime and, and just watch the genres and shows and expose him to new shows that are out there that are coming out to to kind of broaden our horizons and, and just bring, bring uh, our viewpoints to everyone else who may or may not be interested in a particular show.
3: Yeah. Heck yeah. That's it's, it's kind of so obviously you're not on the West coast and I'm not on the East coast, but it's very similar to ACE and I in the sense of even though anime is like kind of not shunned anymore, we still we're at work like, Oh wait, you, you watch anime. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, what, what do you watched?
1: <laughs> definitely feel you on the girlfriend at first thinking I'm a loser because okay. I enjoy anime and manga. Um, yeah, that 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 hit home. I'm like, well, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> not alone.
3: <laughs> I feel like all of us have very any anime like truest nowadays. Like, who's still doing it? Kind of has the same like upbringing, like. Right. Yeah, I was this like, is kind of for nerds or losers. Like, that is spot on. He is spot on with everything. I was like, okay, I w- I was the guy calling it like new nerds and losers, and then I got it. And I was like, wait, what is this?
1: <laughs> See, I, I never I never did that. I, I was, oh, I, was
3: uh, a, I was a jock through and through, bro. <laughs>
1: dang, so I was a jock, but I enjoyed. My anime manga in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it with nobody. <laughs> share it. So so <laughs> you were a closet weeb. I gotcha. Me, I was <laughs> Yes, yeah, and proud of it, because I was all still right, here. Right, right, all
2: right. No, I was the fat weeb that embraced his weirdness and people just embraced me for it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um well awesome. Uh so funnily enough. Uh, we were about to start recording and just chatted with Jack, and we ended up getting him on the show. So, I've actually wanted to have featured anime on here. So, this is a win win. Um, and funnily enough, everybody knows this episode for us is on Bubble, the movie, which, uh, Jack and Rick literally just reviewed, so it's uh it's gonna kind of be fun from all angles. From all of us have watched it, but then one show's already reviewed it, and one we're we're about to. So, um, but before we get into the uh, all of that, we're gonna go through the rigmarole. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's XanimeAnonymous Instagram. Add another X at the end. AudiusAnimeAnonymous. Anime Anonymous. And if you're old school and just want to hit us up on the email, it is XAnimeAnonymousX x at gmail.com. Um so. Let's jump into it. And because you are doing all these hand signals on a uh, audio podcast, why don't you start, Jess? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just sounded like, you know, one of those like commercials. Like, yeah, man, I got one eight hundred one, two, three bone or something hey, like hey, you just hey, sounded hey. like that.
3: Give me a couple hours. I'll put the nighttime voice on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh <laughs> trabaja- calm, down.
2: calm down. For a good time call one 900
3: CJ Awesome. My <laughs> oh my out <laughs> goodness.
0: Goodness, goodness, oh, goodness. Uh, all right,
3: so what's up? What all you right. got
0: for me? So a little just kind of summary of what bubble is. Bubble is basically a parkour anime. But it has a twist of a fairy tale in it, but it doesn't really like you know what fairy tale they're talking about. And in this case, it is the Little Mermaid, but it's not a Little Mermaid anime. It is a parkour anime through and through. Basically, Bubbles took over Tokyo, absorbed Tokyo, and they're parkouring on all the floating buildings because gravity got messed up. And there's two main characters that can jump on bubbles.
3: Yeah, just because. I just mean, cause. that's that's kind of one thing that's not really explained is uh, why everything's floating. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, bubbles. It's,
2: it's plot bubbles. You have to keep yes. that in mind. Plot bubbles <laughs> makes the world go round, and exactly. plot bubbles is the core of it all. And yeah. unless you you have the giant bubble sphincter, in which case it is the ruler of all the bubbles.
3: <laughs> yeah. The, uh, what did, what the did they call hour? it? The, no, they called it the, like the ant lion pit or something the like the, oh, the red yeah. thing in the bottom. I had no yes. idea. It was yeah. the ant
0: pit or something.
3: Yeah. I think okay. it's the fire
0: like, ant pit or something. I think it's yeah.
3: ant lion. Cause like ant lions make pits like that. Mm-hmm. And they literally, that's why they're called ant lions. They like shoot stuff and trap ants in it. I'm like this, every yeah, I was about to say your little nerdy nature <laughs> fact. <laughs>
2: well, in this case, it just sucks everything in like as if it was a black
0: hole.
3: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the two main characters, I mean, you have a couple other, like, you know, supporting ones, but the two main characters are Hibiki. Um, he is the the male lead. Um, he is the one built up as like the parkour god, for lack of a better word. Which he is. I mean, he's legit. And one thing I will say as a person who loves parkour, not somebody who's done it, because <laughs> I will break my neck. But as a person who used to like watch, the, they had this show like on um, G4, I want to say, that was like a parkour show. Like, is that were, the tag one? Uh, no, no, no. no. Oh, this was no. one's like, like Lou, Levi Muenberg. He's like an amazing parkourist. Um, they had teams and they would do parkour through different cities and stuff. Like, it was mm. super cool. So I will say one thing I loved about this, outside of, you know, jumping on bubbles, but, like, <laughs> the moves that they were doing were very accurate. Oh, yeah. Like, it was very legit. I was, I was feeling that. So I was happy about that. But Hibiki is, like, the... The parkour god for the, what are they called? Like the blue flames or something? Blue blazers. 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 See, I knew it. (laughs) Go ahead, girl. See?
0: I remember all the small details. These boys cannot seem to remember.
1: (laughs) I was just enjoying the cinematic and art.
3: Yeah, I like the different (laughs) angles that they do. Like they'll do some from behind. They'll they'll flip it like if they're doing flip they'll flip it to the side. I'm like, oh okay, all right. Nice and to you you feeling like I was partaking.
0: I'm like okay,
3: just mm-hmm. just put your Fitbit on. It's like I'm running right now. <laughs> 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 Definitely on <an> Apple. <laughs> oh oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Apologies. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a big difference. Fancy. <laughs> I have my what Galaxy Watch for it, which is dead right now, so it's just at my house. Where is it, sir? It's, it's dead <laughs> right now, so it's at my house.
0: It's sitting on his charger, but that's off topic. Back <laughs> yeah. to bubble.
3: But uh and then who's the who's the other one? Uta Uta. Yeah, which is the bubble the,
1: that manifested into a girl.
3: Yep. That, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. I don't know how that worked. Yeah, I because he was that, a, like... a again plot bubbles, as Jack says. Yeah. Um because she's a little bubble jumps into there's at the very beginning the main character he's trying to climb the tokyo tower falls little bubble sees him jumps to save him and like kisses him and then turns into like a bigger bubble so yeah. I, I don't know how that worked but then you also i don't know if you guys noticed this but her form is actually from a poster like, there's a poster on the train that he's trapped in. Oh, that was her inspiration. Wait, seriously? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a poster, literally, that gets maybe, like, five seconds max. In the beginning? Yeah, in the beginning, and that's uh, what she turns into. Yeah, she, like, looks at it and, like,
1: materializes into yeah, that. So, that's so, her, her so basically,
2: she's doppelganging as someone else that's actually out there in the world.
3: Basically or unless yeah, unless it's a, a man made character, you know, like a like a mascot or something. Or that character died in the actual yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, disaster. so there's multiple. Either it's a real character that either is alive or dead, or it's just like a mascot made. Kind of oh. like Crunchyroll made that one girl recently. Like that's like right. now the Avatar. So, so it could be that, something similar. That would
2: be really awkward if he went out, ventured out into the world, ran into the Uta character that Uta was actually based on. <laughs> yeah. Trying to talk to her. It's like, hey, we should totally go parkouring again,
3: like we used to do. Uh, yeah, it'd be like bubble side story. Right. <laughs> like, that would be lit. <laughs> who's this creep? <laughs> she's like running away. He's parkouring after her. <laughs> and she's, I get it. Parkour. Because she's a doppelganger. <laughs> oh, man.
1: That'd actually be hilarious. That would be so unfortunate. <laughs> I'm like, this is not Uta. What are we it's
2: doing? Like,
3: are I don't doing know what. what?
2: I don't know what's happening. He just keeps calling me Uta, and, and my name's my name's Sakura.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she's more than useless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, No more shots at Naruto. <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> oh God, you're just like Rick. Rick hates shots at Naruto. Oh yeah,
1: I he still does. am a
3: Hanato over Sakura fan. Oh hell but yeah, Hanato all day. Yeah, but make um, sure, y'all. But um. But yeah, so I mean, it kind of just jumps you into the story really quickly, right? Like that, like she what? saves him, and then she shows up, yeah, materializes, yeah. you know, breathes
1: air into him, yeah. But actually, then, she showed up, and this is jumping as we did, yeah, of course. Um, she actually showed up during the actual devastation,
3: and when he put his hand to the, glass, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the first encounter of Uta
3: yeah yeah it was their first encounter and you find out like he's kind of he's he's the catalyst for two things he's the catalyst for her change Mm -hmm. right but then he's also the catalyst of what happened in tokyo so it's very like you don't know can we
1: go can we go into that about how he's the catalyst for what happened in tokyo
3: yeah so if you if you Get like when you're at that point, right, he mm-hmm. gets to where he's going because we don't want to spoil everything, right? So he gets to the point and he sees that moment that where flashback. where, yeah, where okay. he is so at me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. As soon as he and her quote unquote touch, right? Mm-hmm. There's a glass. Boom. Red bubbles. Everything's pissed off. And Explosions happen. You think he caused that? Their connection did. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if he hadn't reached out, she wouldn't have realized that he could hear her song. Right. She now knows somebody can hear her song, wants to know why somebody he can hear her song. They connect, red bubbles, boom.
0: Uh, it's a bubble yep. phenomenon. Yep,
3: Bubblicious. No, that, that's that's not, a gum. Let's less not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the movie, Just <laughs> no i just couldn't believe that he remembered that split second thing yes
3: because i'm i you're talking about you remember the small things i pay attention to like the most minute details okay so uh, so you
2: had a had a definite connection with hibiki in that moment was is that how how it happened between you and jess you just reached out and touched and
0: no Okay.
3: Oh no. No. Hey,
0: uh, our our <laughs> our
3: our origins are much funnier and nerdier, but we will get into that some other time. Yeah. Um no. But uh but I will say off rip. I did really like the visuals. It was a it was a good mix. You know me. I like like kind of um two sides of coins, right? So you had a very drawn look a lot of the times with like really nice hues but then you also had like when they were parkouring it was closer to that cgi faster more like modern look right so i liked the the changing between the two like it kind of had like not an old school but had more of that drawn look until they were running and then it got more fancy for lack of a better word so i really liked the different styles used
1: yeah i think they blended those two parts very well yeah but from the colors from the action shots from the i guess motion cut scenes yeah i was like i was entrenched probably in the first what five minutes yeah as as you see Mm -hmm. them start moving through the debris and stuff i'm like oh this is gonna be good
3: yeah, no i I think they did a really good job of kind of hooking you, um, especially with the intro to Hibiki, right? Like, yes. um, what's up? What's up, Jack?
2: Uh, yeah, no, I I actually agree the the artwork, the style, how they do the full introduction, and it's not that they introduce Hibiki right away immediately. No, they they let it build up the tension and they build up the introduction for him, so that way when he is introduced. You already have that expectation where he is meant to be the the end all be all when it comes to parkouring, at least for their group.
3: Yeah, right. Yep. Because uh, what's uh, the little kid? What I think his name was Rabbit or something. Usagi, the uh, loud one. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah,
3: Usagi. So yeah, yeah. So so Rabbit, like he tried to jump on a bubble, right? And they're like, "What are you doing?" He he falls, and then Hibiki, like like you know. Uh, Uh, a main character just slowly kind of just drops in and then you know it's all finessing and just gets him and then just sashays basically and grabs the flag like and they're all like dang it but then they're like why are you mad like you just got food
1: (laughs) bro." that was beast his confidence and then he kind of felt like he had a little super ability of being able to hear
3: Well, yeah, you find that out later. At first, I thought it was just fashion choice. To be perfectly honest, the headphones. headphones, Because I'm like, oh god, she's just trying to be too cool for school. Like, period. Right? Like, who? who, Why is he wearing headphones? Yeah, then
1: you find out he really needs it because what is he able to? He has like uh,
3: too much. Yeah, he has like a sensory overload kind of issue. Um, and I've known people like this. Not I they weren't friends of mine, but I've, I've known of people like this where they have to kind of get the reverse of an, a hearing aid. Like, so mm-hmm. in when he's a kid, it shows like he has those noise canceling, um, headphones. Uh, yeah. like earmuffs basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, headphones. Um, but some people, they actually have like the reverse of like, uh, uh, in ear, um, hearing aid, like it kind of dampens hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he kind of has that, which then now it makes sense why he has the headphones. Yeah. Um, because I think I, obviously he was a kid, right? So it's overloading him. He didn't really know how to deal with it. Uh, as he gets older, I think he learned kind of how to deal with it and he didn't need as much of a noise canceling because i mean if you compare the actual headphones they give you at that school for them versus headphones he has now they're not going to work as well as those um but then i mean he loses them later on in the uh in the anime to i think their way of trying to show his growth both not as just a person but as like a unit right because he he also talks to the other people yeah finally joins in on their little huddle yeah and like when everybody's cooking and eating like he says something so <laughs>
2: yeah they were and so it, it, yeah it, it's a really great way for them to show the character development and the growth for yeah. him in general so it's it, i feel like that's like part of the catalyst for it too as you see that progression at first he's always wearing them. And then, as time goes on, he's wearing them less and less. And then mm-hmm. it eventually gets to a point where he's just not wearing them at all.
3: Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, so yeah, I I liked the the plot device of the headphones.
1: <laughs> Back to the posters. If y'all rewatch the movie and just look at the posters in the background, they're literally giving the Uta Mermaid Girl. And, A
3: lot of different places. In multiple
1: places. Mm-hmm. I only remembered it, you know, in that uh, drowning scene, but I'm just, I'm kind of like shadow watching it again yeah. right now, just because it was just such uh, pleasing to the eye. And I'm like, oh, they they did some, uh, what's it called when they put those little cliffhangers in and then um, you pick them up later as uh, you watch. Oh, Foreshadow?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yep. So those, those are like Foreshadow Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, Easter eggs.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, there's, there's the part. Yeah, when he shows up, <laughs> what about you? But
0: um, I will say I do like Uta's growth a lot because she did come from a bubble and she only knows how to sing, so learn, like watching her learn how to talk through books, which I thought, um, Mikoto, mm-hmm. Mikoto, the, the science, science chicken, chick, yeah.
1: chick. See, why don't you just
2: go with the it's science, science chick.
0: to respect their culture. Hey, They're I'm different.
2: not Japanese,
1: you're not Japanese, <laughs> uh, you know Mikoto. Gotcha, Okay, I got you. Jack, are you, Jack, are you Japanese? Hell no.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Anyway, fine, chick.
0: I like I'm, how she like you know she learned how to talk. But I think it was funny when she finally went up to Ibiki and was like, "Ibiki, you're the prince," and he goes, "Huh? Oh, what?" <laughs> 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 I'm the little mermaid. You're the prince, and he gets all blushy, and I'm like, because he remembers her kissing him. Yeah, and I was like. Aw, he's blushing. He's so cute. He's not all parkour. He's like not all like hard and strong inside. He's got a little soft side. But her, like when you first meet her with the whole gang, I was like, dang, yeah, this is like a fish out of water. Like she's like,
3: yeah, like she, but she acts like a cat, which I thought was yeah. the weirdest thing. I was like, why is she acting like a cat? I was
1: like, she's built for this part. Built for it.
0: Yeah, but she's she's funny. I like her a lot. Yeah.
2: One of the other things that I actually really enjoyed about this is they gave the parkouring an actual purpose. It wasn't just them going through and just parkouring just because, because of where they're at, parkouring is, is a way for them one to resolve conflicts, but also be able to obtain valuable resources if their talents are good enough. So like you stated in the earlier CJ, That when Hibiki came in, swooped in in the very beginning, got the flag and they got the food. It's not that they just had food out there just because it was because they had put up a valuable resource that they had obtained themselves to be able to trade for that food. So that way they can get it because the resources inside the bubble where they are in Tokyo is a finite uh,
1: commodity. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, true, very true. And I, I'm building off of that. One thing I did like, because at first I was like, oh man, like they're really struggling, right? These these kids are trying to survive. But then you find out later that some of these kids, so it's it kind of puts a darker tone on it a little bit because for the most part, all of them are pretty happy except for the Undertakers or whatever they are. Um, all some of these kids chose to jump into the bubble because yeah, it's it, serious, yeah. because it's it's basically uh no rules like kind of area and most of them are orphans because their parents unfortunately died in the Tokyo incidents so You're like dang so then they're like you know what I'd rather live my by my own kind of mm-hmm. I don't know Ugh. like rules yeah mm-hmm. so it's like You kind of have some respect because like, I mean, look at Usagi. Like he's he's a kid like like some of them are older, but like he he's young and he's totally throwing down and having like being an integral part of the Blazers. He just sometimes gets a little too cocky, but he was legit. So it's a it's an interesting just world that they are living in. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think. Um, what was your favorite kind of scene? And that could be like a play out of um, Yeah. I mean, there are some really good ones, but okay. I have one in my head that I really like.
1: <laughs> Besides Hibiki's parkour, like solo highlight reel. <laughs> 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 ah, that is a. Uh...
2: I got, I got mine in. Yeah. Go first. Go first. All right. So, uh, in the movie, you remember the scene where Hibiki goes up to where he basically has this little flower garden that's on this section of building that's kind of floating up in the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That scene where he's just sitting there chilling on the, the wrecked out, uh, train car, letting the wind kind of blow by just kind of relaxing, listening to the sounds of nature, which is really calming that for me was one of my favorite scenes simply because I am a, I'm a fan of lo-fi. I love like very calming, relaxing music just in general puts me in the right frame of mind. And when I saw that scene, it was, I could totally see myself sitting there doing that exact same thing and enjoying it.
3: Nah, that was a great scene. Yeah. That's a great feeling. Yeah. I can agree. I did like that scene a lot. I mean, the colors were really nice. They had like an, really blended mellow tone so it would go with like a lo-fi kind of scene so yeah i like that one yeah that's perfect okay so i'm gonna go next i'm gonna go next uh i
1: guess when coach what's his real name shin when coach shin finally gets to the tower and he's like look young bucks i'm a veteran now. here in these parts i'm gonna help y'all save the world and he goes off and out at him and looking at him like, look at this old man, one leg person. He's up there sidekicking. He like punching debris out there. Doing yeah, that was okay. I'm
0: like, he's a
1: beast. <laughs> so I think that was probably like my favorite. Yeah, for sure. What about you?
0: Well, I mentioned mine earlier when Uta was acting like a cat. Oh, okay. So
3: okay. I'm Fair. a more
0: comedic person. <laughs> Fair play. So the whole anything with like, Uta's growth was just hilarious for me. I like Seth. when
3: she bit the shell, you know, like when she like he gave her like the seashell she like oh, tried to bite shit. it. That was funny, but that's not my favorite. My favorite is ex- right along where you were talking about when coach was doing his thing. One because they didn't just have him running like a normal person. Right. Like He literally was yeah, hobble running, but yeah, he used his he used his um his injury to his benefit. Because yeah, yeah, he used the metal leg to hit kick some some rocks out the way. And then the end of it where he basically shattered his own leg to make sure Hibiki could get where he needed to go. Yeah. So it's like this whole time, it just it showed his consistency throughout the whole thing, right? He yeah. said he was doing this for the kids' benefit. And he did not hesitate to basically sacrifice yeah, basically um hobble himself again to let Hibiki get where he needed to go. So I loved that scene. Yeah. Can, I, can I just
2: build off that real quick to, to yeah, say course. how awesome Shin is in comparison to even to the end all be all Hibiki because him being one-legged, hobbling along, jumping across and Break dancing in the middle of <laughs> his <know>? parkouring, <laughs> all right, still can out jump, out maneuver, out everything, all the other ones, even though he's like probably in his late 30s, early 40s.
1: And he didn't even have the uh, shoe booster. Yeah, the shoe booster. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. So he yeah. got there
2: without the aid and with a handicap, and he still is better than all of them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now, I know I always do this. He reminded me of Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, boss of Shanks. He's literally like top notch. He's like, I'm gonna pass the baton to the new generation. I'm gonna make sure that they can reach to the level and heights just like I had. You know, make sure everybody's safe. And I'm like, this is Shanks. This is Shanks right now. And if y'all don't know, Film Red is coming out. Definitely check that out. I will be the first one in line when it's in the States. But yeah, just wanted to plug that in there, you know.
3: Yeah, no, he definitely was. I mean, that was going to be my next question. But like, he's definitely my favorite character. Like he and like, if you take the whole runtime of the movie, he's not really in it for that long, but he makes such an impact in the ones that he does like in the scenes that he's in because yeah like we go to Hibiki right again he's like supposed to be the genius which with this and he's listening to the bubbles and that's how he gets to different places Shin doesn't have that ability he can't <laughs> listen to the bubbles he's not jumping on the bubbles yet he got there and he's like I know this tower more than you this is where I actually lost my leg <laughs> but like right. like you just think of like the skill that this dude has you're like this guy is a beast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah, he's definitely definitely my favorite character. Um, I'm assuming yours yeah, is yeah, Uta. Yeah, let's oh, go.
2: yeah,
0: mine's Uta. All oh, day. yeah.
2: Okay. Shocking. And,
1: and, and Jack, who's your favorite character? My favorite
2: character, hmm, I'm going to, if I have to choose. Do I have to choose?
1: Yes, sir. Yes. It can be more than one if you have
3: How is that a favorite oh, character? You have to choose. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm only saying that because the guy with the the robot voice when he's um he's like oh, good damn. luck, guys. like that oh, weird yeah. undertaker. Team. Undertaker. Yeah. He's like, good luck, guys. Do you need these? He shoes was to funny. Help? He, he was, was funny. funny. That's, not, that's not my favorite character. <laughs> I enjoyed his community. It was, it was
3: funny. Um, go ahead, Jack. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: I I'll I'll probably go with I'll go with Uta, and let me tell you yes. why I'm going with Uta.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: All right, the reason why I'm going with Uta is because, well, yes, Shin is a, a straight up bamp Right, like he's unparalleled.
1: Hey, explain BAMP for the for the, this for the guys. Listeners. This
2: guy, uh, 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 a badass motherfucker. That's why. All right, uh, Uta just takes it to an all new level, and the reason why I say this is because of the ending. And I don't know if you guys want to.
3: Yeah, no, no it is no it's all full full bar we just don't like to do it at the beginning okay. but yeah no you are all open
2: her because of her self sacrifice the willingness that she went to to put her own life to give up everything just to save ibiki who she you could tell she truly loved truly cared about her yep. willingness to self sacrifice and and just go that extra mile honestly just takes the cake it, you you can't you can't do that without truly being
1: suffered.
3: Yep. Yeah. 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 No, I, I have to agree with that. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, and you see that growth, right? So mm-hmm. like when she first realizes that if she touches him, she starts, you know, I felt up,
0: so fall, falling apart.
3: Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, she, she gives up, Later she gives up a whole arm yeah, to save him. Sick. And you feel that. You're like, oh my gosh. And then and then later, yeah, she gives her entirety for yes, mainly for him, but she knows that it's gonna help the others as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you have to put respect on her for that. Um so like that that takes a lot of selflessness, but also like to can that fear of death like it's yeah she's she's legit I I, I do have to give that one to her and I do have to give respect to the creators because a lot of movies I mean it's just started happening in normal media right but a lot of movies always go for the stereotypical happy ending yeah but that isn't really I mean The end credit scene kind of maybe brings it there because kind of hints that maybe she's around, but it's a bubble. So it's not her in human form. So it's 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 a leap to leap parkour. (laughs) Um, It's a leap to really to really like go for the non happy ending Mm because a lot of people still like the generic happy ending. So I to, do have respect for that
2: to to be frank, I mean honestly that's that's a call to how a lot of anime used to be anime traditionally i want to say before the before the nineties didn't really have a happy ending and so yeah. what happened was Japan Quite started changing their styles and anime style to make it a more of a happy ending to appeal to western audiences. so when you have a true ending that is not always happy or very very sad very. Pressing or or just very muted. That's the traditional ending because in real life, endings aren't always happy.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like, yeah. You look at your old school, like Akira. That definitely was not a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um. But yeah. No. So.
1: Do you um, have any worse characters or worse or or scenes or parts that you
3: didn't like? Anything come to mind? Funnily enough, no. Which is mm-hmm. which is funny to me. Like the antagonists really weren't any of the individuals. I mean, you could you could say Undertakers, but they had a reason for doing what they were doing. Like yeah, they're like, hey, I gotta make this money, get this bread from my team. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and like when they called them out, like when they cap they like, um, captured Makoto or whatever, they're like, oh, you won't get away with this. We're gonna we're gonna um like basically like tell on you, and they're like. Like the the one that speaks through the computers, like actually our uh, our money is supposed to be like one hundred and twenty percent now. <laughs> like like, hey man, go ahead, be about your business. Yeah, no, but I enjoyed them. the antagonists were really at the end of the day like the red bubbles, yeah, the red bubbles. Um, mm-hmm. and the I guess the red humanoid thing that you kind of see later that, like, takes on Uta. Like, when Uta's there, like, trapped in a big bubble, you see, like, a red one, and she, I think she calls it sister. If I yeah, it's right her way. sister. Yeah.
1: Well, sister. Oh, the one that was trying to, like, prevent her from saving Hibiki. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah.
3: So, I mean, that's the real antagonist, but,
0: uh-uh. yeah,
3: no, I didn't have anybody that I disliked. Well, I do. It was the, uh... Of course the- you
0: did <laughs>
1: The young, the the young teammate, um, Usagi,
0: rabbit. Usagi,
1: was that? We we yeah, was, yeah,
3: Usagi, Usagi
1: okay. is rabbit. I was so scared that he was going to be the Shonen esque main character of like a Asta from Black Clover or the young Naruto, where they just yelling and screaming and loud oh. and annoying <laughs> and bunks like, and I'm like. Please, please don't be the main character. You are so annoying. I do not want to watch an Oscar movie. And then the beacon came, and I'm like, ah.
3: Well you already knew Hibiki was my well, main I was character
1: because they, they they he had a lot of screen time at the <laughs> very
3: beginning, yeah. And that's what heavy shook. Hibiki had to go save somebody. Mm-hmm. i was like, oh thank you. He's God. like the he's the male damsel in distress.
1: Yeah, I was like, thank <laughs> you, and you have been done. <laughs> I'm glad you've done what you needed to do. I don't he was want to not see you that bad. I was like, this kid, oh, I wasn't here for it. But everything else, mm-hmm. no, I loved every other character. I mean, yeah, the antagonist was just a red bubble, so...
3: Yeah. Do you have any one or anything, um, Jack, that you didn't like? Uh,
2: for me, uh, I, I, I'm I, going to honestly uh, agree with Ace. I I did not like Usagi. He was annoying even for the little parts that he was there. He just you know, rubbed me the wrong way, and then you add in his horrible hairstyle on top of it, just made me want to <laughs> slap him.
3: Thanks. Okay, I'm so glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> Hey, man, he doesn't have buzzards there, bro. Like, you know, you know, you know, I, no, I'm it's up big to big him.
2: Big him if you, <laughs> I been there. His head would have been shaved a long time ago if I was there. Right? <laughs> just
1: saying. He was just being that rebellious, annoying kid that we don't like. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he looks wild.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, he. yeah, I, I'm post- not going to. I'm not going to hey. say I'm a, I'm a fan of it, <laughs> but, um, but I C-CJ, mean, I got
2: a question. Do you, do you have well, your hair and pony and, uh, pigtails like him? Like, like Usagi, is that it? Is that why, uh, is that you know, why?
3: I'm jealous that I can't have my hair that way. Actually. No, no. no. <laughs> I buzz my hair down like every two weeks. <laughs> oh, so you and I are the same.
2: I mean, it's been about a week and a half and I'm already going, I, I need to cut my hair. <laughs> to get
1: too
3: long. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I'm probably going to do that later today. Shoot, I don't know. But um yeah, I mean, I mean, I think. I mean, we've what? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much Yeah, it. we've covered a lot. True. I mean,
1: without, you know, yeah, without it, like spoiling
3: well, like, everything. I mean, we've uh-huh. talked about a lot of it, you know, beginning to end, but there's still I think it's still worth the watch so we can get into ratings. Readings. Um I was going to have Jack go first, you know, just to yeah, Jack, spot. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, never yeah, mind. He yeah. said it. All yeah. right, Jack, you're yeah, up. Go ahead. <laughs> What's your uh, rating?
2: Uh, I mean, so how did I rate it on ours? Because I, I think
3: <laughs> don't want to contradict yourself. I remember your rating, so this will be funny. <laughs> 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 He's going to the notes right now. <laughs> hold yeah, on, wait uh, uh, a second.
2: Hold on. Hold no, on. because I, me- I remember I remember rating it I want to say like a I originally rated it a seven, and I rated it a seven because I wanted to rate it higher higher than what I originally wanted to, which was like a four or or like a five or a six is what I originally said. But I moved it to a seven, and it was like kind of teetering on a on a set a low seven out of ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly because because of this conversation, it really kind of brought to light a lot more things. I I have really kind of view it differently now, so I may. I may kind of watch it again just to try and catch those instances. I'm going to actually move my score. I'm going to move it to an 8.
3: All right. Okay. And yes, you you literally said exactly the same <laughs> thing. So, good on you. <laughs>
1: Shock shocking um, on your rating of the 4 and 5. That was surprising. I
3: I could see why. Um and mm-hmm. and that's when he when when I was listening this morning. I was like I I can understand why because so look at it as a whole, right? Beautiful concept or yes. well, beautiful art the the music was great. Right. You know me, I love music. That's four points um, right there. Yeah, but the plot wasn't that I don't know, like it wasn't I wasn't that into the plot. Like it There's plot bubbles. Yeah, but the plot bubbles kind of popped for me. Like I I don't so know, like
1: I guess I contradict that opinion just because we just saw Belle. Mm-hmm. and Belle did the spin-off with the beauty and beast. So then when this one did the spin-off between a little mermaid, I'm like, oh, they're on to something. So that's See,
3: but I think they're- and and I actually compared this to Belle when I watched it. Um I think yeah. Belle just did it better. Because oh, yeah, sure. the 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 actual like growth of Belle and like her personal story yeah. is great, right? Hibiki, all for being the main character. Is not my favorite character. I mean, cool. He had some really cool parkour moments, right. but the growth that I see, let's just like the consistency that I saw in Shin was way more interesting to me than Hibiki's from child to now growth. Right? Okay. Like, okay. So the plot wasn't that just um, like I don't know, for lack of a better word, entertaining for me. Um. So I could okay. see that, but. Again, the other stuff do does bring it up for me. So I usually go last, but I will go um, now because I'm talking about it because I saw why. I'm actually because I, I think I rated Bell an eight. Um, I'm going to rate this a seven um, because I think it is good to watch. Um, but even even though it's one point, that one point is very significant. <laughs> there is a huge gap between this and Bell for me. But they like it's not an unenjoyable movie like i i'd watch this again like if somebody wanted to watch it sure and i'll recommend it to one any of my friends who want to see like a different version of little mermaid right because it's a device it's not the actual story right. mm-hmm. and two any of my friends that are interested in parkour because those moments are very cool yeah. which is why it brings it up to a seven to me like if they, if there was less parkour, there'd be less of a score. I mean, I'm being I'm <laughs> being really cheap. so yeah no so I mean yeah I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh with a seven. Hey mm-hmm. Jess,
0: um, I'm probably a I'm probably an eight one because the me like the art was great, the music was great, you know that just brings it up. But I don't know, like the story of it, I feel like they could have done more with the fairy tale how tying that in because they did do it but i think they could have went the extra step to make it even better Mm -hmm. to make it more clear of hey we're taking this spin-off of the little mermaid i think they were stuck in the middle of little mermaid and parkour anime and they didn't really mesh the two well in my opinion but it's still a great watch Okay, Okay. okay, I'm a Disney fan. And I was like, all right, that looks like the Little Mermaid. That looks like the Little Mermaid. The ending was just like the Little Mermaid story in the anime. But I think they could have went further with it like they could have grabbed more of the Little Mermaid story that was told.
3: Mm-hmm. Made it better. Yeah. I think I think go kind of bridging off of that, I think another one of the reasons that it's lower for me is that they didn't go one of the two ways with the Little Mermaid. So like the OG Little Mermaid story is very dark, actually. It is. Um because Little Mermaid I want to say is more like a siren. So it's like eh, don't quote me, but I wanna say she kills the prince, but I can't remember. Mm. And then you have the No, quote.
2: what happens is uh the Little Mermaid dies because the prince ends up falling in love with someone else. So, the oh, that, oh yeah, oh, that's okay. That's that a, is it.
3: Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's more the side, kind of side that they went right, like the but I don't know. I feel like they were caught in the middle, like like Jess said, between which version of the Little Mermaid should we do or just do your own original because, like, again, we talked about Belle, right? Belle, you're like, there's you're, you obviously know Beauty and the Beast but they did it in their own way. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, okay, I can vibe with this yeah. creation that you did. Um, I kind of guess that's what I wanted in this. Right. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, that that's,
2: and and they do have a habit of, of just taking inspirations and running with it or, uh or fairy tales like little red riding hood. You have mm-hmm. uh beauty and the beast.
3: And
0: Snow White, I think, is another one.
3: Snow yeah. White. There are a couple animes about Snow White.
2: Yeah. So so it for them to just take it and do a spin-off or their own interpretation of it doesn't surprise me. Like you have Jin row. uh, if I remember correctly, they did their own interpretation, which was kind of like a darker version of Little Red Riding Hood. Or their version of Little Red Riding Hood and and it had parallels and told a story while at the same time having another story Version of it at the exact same time. The movie
3: is is that the anime? Because uh, I'm thinking of one talking about Red Riding Hood. Is that the anime where you have like the woodsman and he's fighting a swordsman? Is that the anime I'm thinking of? No, no. Uh, oh, that, okay, uh,
2: Jinro the Wolf Brigade is basically
3: Jinro oh, the Wolf Brigade. Okay, yeah. nope. I got you now. I know which one you're talking about. Duh.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, be quick, short, and sweet. Um. I think, what did I, hold on, what did I rate Bill?
3: I want to say you said a 10. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: So because I rated Bell a 10,
3: I can't rate this <laughs> 11. <laughs>
1: can't comfortably uh, give this a 10. Um, hearing everyone's points, um, I do think that they portrayed the Disney um, Little Mermaid in a way where it was good enough for them not to get sued. <laughs> um. I think they incorporated the little mermaid <laughs> in parts very well. I think it was just little tropes, like you just have to like intentionally catch the eggs that they were trying to put out. Um so I enjoyed that part. Uh, the action, um, the parkour, the the cutscenes, always gonna be a number one fan for me. Um the story, I think they hit that on the money. It wasn't exactly like the mermaid, but I think they made their point, and I was invested into the story. Um, for the bubble, I still had uh, questions on like why he even could even recognize, like why they why he Hibiki could hear the song. Why did the bubble can attune that Hibiki can hear her sing? Mm-hmm. Why could she sing in the first place? Are there any other bubbles that had any other powers mm-hmm. that were similar to her? So um, it left me with questions that made me engaged. So I'm going to give it a 8.5 because a I point. enjoy it. <laughs> it's probably most like an 8, but I and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. And that's totally fine.
3: Yeah. I mean, that yeah, that's the thing. And I we say hey, Coach coachin, yeah, said, hey, that's the point .5 right there. <laughs> <Coach Shin. laughs> he should, he be, he should, he should be the eight. <laughs> the, everything else should be the point five. <laughs> if, if they could have done a flashback of him, like being Habiki's age, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody Ooh. else was interesting to me. Like I would be all for like a, a story of Shin. Yeah. Like that would be sick. That would be amazing. So. But, but yeah, no. But yeah,
1: it was smooth. Um I didn't even check the time. It kind of flew by to me. I think this was the yeah. shorter one.
3: Yeah, that was it was an hour and and a half or an mm-hmm. hour and 40, something like that. Um But yeah, no. And I Bella will was say longer, right? Yeah, yeah, Bell like Bell is longer, but I will say with both of them, I didn't feel the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so yes, I may be left with a lot of questions, which is why I have it down to where I am, like where where I rated it. But yeah, there was no lag or any slow parts for me. I think the moving of it was was well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, well paced. Yeah, so overall it's it's a well done movie. Um but yeah, that's um just had couple questions, but that's why I say it all the time. That's why I love doing this. Yeah. Because I like hearing other people's opinions. <laughs> so yeah and I and usually I'm not a fan of
1: the leftover questions, questions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not being answered. But for some reason yeah. I enjoyed this one. I'm like I I'll rewatch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> we pretty much rewatched it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was enjoying it as we spoke. So yeah.
3: yeah. Um all right. Well uh before we wrap up uh Again want to thank Jack for joining us. Shout out where they can find you, Jack. Uh,
2: they can find us at uh, featuredanimepodcast.com. Uh, at those anime guys on Twitter and featuredanimepodcast on Facebook.
3: All right. Awesome. I uh, listen to them all the time. They're great, 100%. Probably some of our listeners are from <laughs> from <laughs> you guys because always are shouting us out. So that is thank I'm you, always appreciative you. for that. Um, but then next week, we're going to have the full crew again, um, because we're going to be doing, um, Horimiya. Okay. Um, yeah, that yeah. One. So very excited for that one. That's, I want to say it's 12 episodes thirteen, or is it 13? Okay. 13. It is 13, um, 13 episodes. Um, and we are looking forward to rewatching that one. Um, but until then I am CJ. And this is Ace.
0: And I am Jess. And we will catch you next AA meeting. Thanks, Jet. Of course.